This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is brought to you by Swenson Real Estate, service before self. With over 30 years experience, they've seen it all. Contact Jeff and Lorena today at 406-253-0033. That's 406-253-0033. Swenson Real Estate, service before self. From right here in the beautiful Flathead Valley, this is the Flathead Beacon Podcast for Wednesday, August 18th. I'm your host, Micah Drew. The Flathead Valley has seen a drastic increase in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations in recent weeks, with the number of hospitalizations on August 12th and 13th just below the single-day record seen last November during the pandemic's peak. Logan Health reports its adult care capacity has been exceeded and it's likely the current surge in cases, driven by the highly infectious Delta variant, has yet to hit a new peak. Flathead Beacon Managing Editor Myers Reese routinely talks with local hospital and health department officials to stay updated on the status of the virus in the Valley. I talked to Myers on Tuesday afternoon to hear the latest statistics and worries from around the Flathead. But before we get to that interview, a reminder that this week's podcast is supported in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get some extra perks too. To find out more or join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. And now on to this week's guest, Flathead Beacon Managing Editor Myers Reese, who I talked to Tuesday afternoon. Myers, I appreciate you taking the time to come chat. Thanks for having me. So you've been in touch with officials with the hospital and the health department for months now, just keeping up to date on the latest statistics and the latest trends we're seeing with COVID-19. Let's start off with what can you tell us about the trends we've been seeing just the last couple weeks as the summer has progressed? Well, it's it's been surging statewide, and we've kind of been leading the way, unfortunately. And to give you a little context, I think the last two weeks of June, the two-week rolling average for, for daily new cases was six in Flathead County. And lately, we've been regularly going over 70, 80 and, you know, we pretty much flatlined for months on hospitalizations. But just uh, recently, uh, three days in a row, we had 36 hospitalized patients, um, mm. COVID patients in the county, which is um, almost uh, almost our pandemic high. The pandemic high was 39 in, uh, on November 30th. So we are we're right there at, at the peak of the worst. With that many hospitalizations... Have you heard from hospital officials that our bed capacity is kind of nearing its limit again? Yeah, and bed capacity, it's, you know, it's, it's a fluctuating, it's always kind of getting near capacity, dropping down below. But, you know, it did on multiple days um, at Logan Health pass the uh, exceed capacity for adult acute care beds. Mm. Uh, there are 126 there. And that was a combination of covid over 30 patients, and then it's uh, the hospital, both Logan Health Medical Center and North Valley have had record-breaking 
ER summers. It's just been, it's been busy. A lot of people here, which means there's a lot more people getting hurt or getting sick. So that was sort of a, a perfect storm of circumstances. But they didn't have to, they didn't turn any patients away. They didn't have to curtail any services. But, you know, they had to get a little creative. They call it, quote, boarding patients in the, in the ER, basically. And they've had to examine contingency plans for moving forward um, with the expectation that we haven't reached the peak of the surge yet. I honestly don't know the details of their their contingency plan. I mean, they're they're a big health system, so I think they might have a little more wiggle room than, than a smaller institution, um, various clinics and hospitals. But yeah, without knowing the details, I know they they are taking a hard look at what their options might be, and you know, just really every day watching the watching those cases tick up and. And the hospitalized patient numbers tick up too. Shifting to a county view, we still lag behind the rest of the state in terms of uh, vaccination rates as one of the more populous counties. What have you heard talking to the health officer at the health department and what they're thinking in terms of trying to boost that rate as we continue to see cases rising? Right. So we're at, I believe, for full immunization of the eligible population, 12 and older. I believe at last count, we were at 41% fully vaccinated. And just for frame of reference, Missoula is above 60. Um, Gallatin, some of the other counties are nearing 60. So we're, we're definitely lagging. But Joe Russell, the health officer here in Flathead County, he recently spent a lot of time digging through state vaccination data. And he, you know, looking at from all sources, hospitals, pharmacies, the health department, and he saw that, I believe, uh, July 4th through 10th that week, there were 283 first dose doses administered in the county. And two weeks later, that had jumped up to more than 600. So that was, you know, those are people who had, for whatever reason, not received the vaccine. And then they're watching the spike. And that, that has apparently compelled quite a few people to, to go in and get their first shot. Does Joe Russell have a, an idea that this is a trend that will continue, that more people will come forward and get the vaccination as these spikes continue to occur? He has a hope. I don't know about an idea, but the, the trends are pointing that way. I think the first week of August was still over 500. So again, almost double you know, first dose administration from a month earlier. So we'll see, the like, like we talked about, the full immunization rate is still lagging. People, kids are going back to school. I think the last time I checked for the 12 to 17 age group, I, I believe it was something like 22% had received their, their first dose here in the county, which is pretty, you know, pretty low, but um, they've only been eligible for a much shorter window. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Well, like you said, we are getting ready to go back to school. All of the districts start up either the last week of August or the first week of September. As of right now, there's kind of a, a mixed bag of requirements in terms of face coverings and recommendations. And we know that those will probably change between now and when school actually starts. But what can you tell us about what the districts are currently considering and what is in place across the board? Yeah, locally, 
the only district that is mandating masks in any capacity right now of the major mm-hmm. districts. I don't know about all the, the small rural outlying districts, but Whitefish is requiring face coverings for K through six, which essentially is the, the age group that isn't eligible for a vaccine yet. Mm-hmm. And then it's just master recommended for the older grades. And that includes students, staff, and visitors. You know, so that's different than last year where everybody had mask mandates across the board. Kalispell is strongly encouraging them. Mm-hmm. Micah Hill, the superintendent, talked about the difficulty of, of requiring masks in this political environment. And just also within the, the framework that we have right now, there's no state ma- mask mandate. So that, that's a little bit different approach. And Micah, uh, Micah Hill, the Kalispell superintendent, he, he certainly believes in the efficacy of, of masks, at least as one tool in preventing mm-hmm. spread. Um, he, he credits it as being one of the, the primary reasons that Kalispell was able to, to end last year as the only AA district that didn't close, uh, close any of its schools. So, you know, he's, he's watching pretty carefully. You know, the Delta variant seems to be affecting younger people at a higher rate. It is more contagious, uh, but he's obviously still hoping to avoid closures, as all superintendents are. Well, we will all be hoping for the same thing, and as more guidelines uh, come out, we will be sure to keep you all updated on what things will look like in the school districts. It should also be noted that due to federal guidelines, masks are required on all school transportation, both to events and to school, and that is in place across the country. But other than that, we will wait and see what everybody decides as we get closer to the school year. Myers, thanks for coming and giving us uh, another update. All right. Well, thank you. Since my discussion with Myers, the latest data from the Flathead County Health Department came in for today, August 17th. The county reported 88 new cases of COVID and 42 hospitalizations, 37 of which are county residents. This is the most hospitalizations ever reported in a single day since the start of the pandemic for the Flathead Valley. We'll be right back. And before we get to this week's headlines, Dr. Mark Remington of Glacier Eye Clinic has a message from our sponsor this week. I've known Jeff for probably around 20 years. Very good friend of mine. He's helped me both personally and professionally in the real estate market. He is super ethical, super knowledgeable. He's prompt. He'll return your calls and he'll steer you in the right direction. As a friend, he's been service before self. Contact Swenson Real Estate at 406-253-0033 today. Now, here are the biggest news stories from the last seven days as of 8 p.m. Tuesday, August 17th. A cold front is sweeping into the Flathead Valley and has cleared out some of the dense smoke, but firefighters are still battling blazes across western Montana, and fire danger remains extreme. The Thorn Creek Fire near Thompson Falls has grown to approximately 32,000 acres and is far from being fully contained. Near Glacier Park, the Hay Creek Fire has kept evacuation warnings around Polebridge in place, and over the weekend, a Black Hawk helicopter assigned to that fire assisted with initial attack on a new start near Big Hawk Lake in the Jewel Basin, and also assisted with bucket drops of water on the 2700 Boulder Fire on the eastern shore of Flathead Lake. 
Evidence of the Strain on Resources Caused by Wildfires Around the West. For additional information on the current status of Western Montana's fires, visit mtfireinfo.org. On Thursday, Waterton Lakes National Park and Glacier National Park achieved full certification as an international dark sky park, joining more than 130 certified international dark sky places around the world and cementing itself as a near-perfect spot for viewing nighttime wonders. The Transboundary Park was granted a preliminary dark sky park designation in 2017 after years of data collection necessary for the application. Since then, the parks have made great strides towards transitioning a majority of park lighting to meet night sky-friendly requirements, with light fixtures in East Glacier, St. Mary, and many glaciers set to be replaced later this year to further reduce light pollution in the park and preserve the night sky. The park is the perfect place for viewing nighttime phenomena such as the Perseids meteor shower, which peaked last week but will still be visible for the next couple days. Across the divide on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation, tribal officials have enacted a mask mandate and closed government offices to the public, while also restricting non-essential travel for tribal employees following a surge in COVID-19 cases. The emergency public notice issued on August 16th does not affect daily personal travel on the reservation, nor does it impact visitors to Glacier National Park. And finally, the Pioneer Baseball League Board of Directors has approved the application for a Flathead Valley-based minor league team to join the league. Businessman Marty Kelly, a part-time Kalispell resident, submitted the application with his family. The Pioneer League has teams in Montana, Colorado, Utah, and Idaho, and the addition of the yet-unnamed Flathead team will bring the total number of organizations to 10. The home field for the new team will be at a new ballpark that is to be constructed north of Kalispell off Highway 93. More than anything, I am personally anxious to hear what the marketing team will come up with for a team name and mascot. So if there are any good listener suggestions, tweet or email them my way. That's all for this week. As always, you can stay up to date on the latest news online at flatheadbeacon.com. This edition of the Flathead Beacon podcast was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. We'll be back next week.